Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to that witching hour. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. The number to call is 347-637-3220. I say that again. It's 347-637-3220, the place to be. If you want to talk to the master, and that quite naturally would be me. It's week three in the NFL. A lot of things are going on. The president has put his foot in it again. Put his foot in it again. Or I should say put his mouth in it again. And called out the NBA, and the NFL, and right now the platform is on the NFL on Sunday, and I'm telling you people, going to be on. If you know the competitive nature of NFL players, you don't call them out without having a response. And it's going to be an ensemble of responses throughout the league in each and every game. NFL owners have been coming out uh, condemning what the president said on Friday. And I, I know the, 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 the lines uh, are, are going to be drawn. There's some people that are praising the president for what he said. And some of them, and, and, uh, and the majority of us, are like, where are you doing this or why are you doing this? With the issues that are going on and the reason why Colin Kaepernick did what he did last season, people don't want to see that. They see it as defamation of the flag. They're deflecting what's going on, in my opinion, deflecting the purpose of what's going on and lambasting people for disrespecting the flag. Well, the flag stands for everyone. Stands for everyone. And, and with one of those things, you have the right to a peaceful protest. You have the right of freedom of speech. So if you want to express it, you're free to do so. You're not breaking any law. And for those who want to argue that you're, 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 um, um, Disrespecting the men and men and women in, in uniform. Well, the men and women in uniform, including when I used to be in uniform, fought for the right for you to have free speech. Fought for the right for you to be able to uh, uh, express yourself peacefully in a peaceful protest. Now, you may not agree with them. You may not agree with. What, what they're doing, but the reason they're doing it is for is a just cause. But you want to, don't want to look past. You don't look at that. You want to look at them, them, in quotation marks, disrespecting the flag. That's what you want to look at. You want to look at them disrespecting. You don't want to know what the root cause of them doing that. Them doing that, uh, uh, doing a protest. Or what's been leading up to that protest, including the President of the United States, 
You don't want to look at that. You want to look at them just sitting down or kneeling. Yahoo. Not. And um, that's just a deflection. You don't want to. You don't want to be able to deal with the reality. You want to deal with something that you think that is is, is uh, uh, disrespectful. They thought Martin Luther King was disrespectful when he did when he did uh, pro, uh, walk in protest or sit down protest. They thought Martin Luther King was of that in peaceful protests. But he was fighting for the rights of those that are disenfranchised. Fighting for the rights of people that are habitually in daily life are dealing with injustices. Fighting for that right. There's so many that want to downplay or disregard rights of others because they have those rights and they don't deal with the type of things that uh, a certain part of the society deals with. So they can't relate. They haven't experienced it. They don't, they, they don't, they think it's everything is all right. Well, we elected a black president. Well, that doesn't mean a thing. Because when you elected them, your Congress, the Republican Congress that's in place now, said we're not going to work with them and try to downplay and, 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 and your present president try to delegitimize him as a, 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 a citizen and is trying to take away everything of his legacy, including your Republican Congress, everything of his legacy. And then you have the, 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 the nerve. This president comes into power with his party as being the controlling party in all houses and trying to reverse a lot of things that people have benefited from. I'm getting off on a tangent. I don't want to get off on a tangent anymore. I made my point. I know people are going to disagree with me. I know people are going to try to lambaste me for whatever, disrespecting the flag. I put on the uniform, okay? It's not like, like I never put the uniform. I don't, know, I don't know anything about it. I take pride when I hear the national anthem. And what... It, what it should stand for, liberty and justice for all, not just for a select few, for all. And freedom of speech and peaceful protest is part of what that flag stands for. And when you call out players and people of an organization by calling them SOBs, and calling owners to fire anybody that either sits or stands, well, you're calling for a 
different type of society than what we, we are. That's not what we're about. Remember, everybody in this country, except for the American Indian, is an immigrant. Everyone. Everyone, except for the American Indian, is an immigrant to this country. You came from somewhere else, and we're making a life for ourselves. So no one is entitled more to any than anyone else. I know you heard this before. I'll say it again. We're all in this together. Plain and simple. We're all in this together. No, no more, no less. Some are more privileged or, or more fortunate, I should say. More fortunate. I have a saying. You don't have to be rich to be to you don't have to be smart to be rich. You're just fortunate. Fortunate to have the right place at the right time and, and, and things work out for you and you're able to prosper in this country. Some some more than others. But that doesn't make you a better person than the next person, that, that homeless person. It doesn't make you a better person. Well, you don't know the circumstances of why that person could be homeless. A lot of things could have happened. A lot of, a lot of unfortunate things could have happened to, 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 to bring that person. And it take, doesn't take too much for a person to go from rag to riches or riches to rags. It can happen overnight. Anyway, let me get back to football, okay? We have a game going on. I'm not going to get into that game. We had a game going on on Thursday, uh, a, a, a heck of a game, a barn burner with the Los Angeles Rams coming out. Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams are 2-0. and That beat the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco on Thursday night. And we also have an, a game. Hopefully you fantasy football players realize that, and, and, and whoever players that you have going in um, – the 9.30 a.m. game only on stream in Yahoo that you have them in place right now. But I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you about that now. Let's talk about the first game we're going to talk about here. Talk about the Atlanta Braves, I mean Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions playing in Detroit. 2-0 Falcons against the 2-0 Lions. Somebody's coming, going to go out, come out of here with an L. But now we're, we're not talking about L's. We're talking about fantasy football. First game on the docket. You play Matt Ryan in this. Um, Detroit has improved the pass rush, but, but played the hapless Giants. And they played the hapless Arizona Cardinals, one at home and one on the road. Both offenses of those two teams were struggling mightily. Um, and now this is going to be a, a true test for the uh, Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons to have the uh, wherewithal to um, – 
see if they can produce some points in here. Play Matt Ryan, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. You play these two uh, uh, running backs because the, um, uh, they've been showing out. In fact, the Atlanta Falcons have only scored their touchdowns through their running backs. Um, and with Darius Slay being um, the uh, go-to corner, uh, Julio Jones may have his hands full. He may have a Darius Slade type of day. But you, you can't fit him, so you got to play Julio Jones. You got to play Muhammad Sanu. I really like this uh, um, <clears throat> tight end in um, Austin Hooper, especially because Detroit's 21st in preventing fantasy points against a tight end position. So you got to play him. Uh, Matt Stafford at home. Um, I like for him to throw th- for 300. Most Matt Stafford play, uh, owners going, are going to do that. Uh, being this is PPR, you can play definitely play theoretic. He's going to be involved in this. I do like uh, uh, Golden Tate and uh, Kenny Galladay and with a little sprinkle of uh, Marvin Jones in this. Eric Ebron, I traded him away in one league, and quite naturally he went off the past week. Um. Not so much this week. Um, even though Atlanta is 20. I mean, you know what? I'm thinking Ebron is going to be um, confidence built builder. He's healthy. Confidence builder, I think uh, Eric Ebron will get you close to double-digit points. Maybe not a visit in the end zone, but double-digit points. So I like Eric Ebron also in this. Neither one of these defenses is worth talking about. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, who have not scored a touchdown this year yet, going to Green Bay. A ominous, an ominous uh, taking against the uh, Green Bay Packers. And I'm thinking that <clears throat> finally get a touchdown from one of their running backs. Because I think because of the ineptitude of the offensive line and Andy Dalton, even though they're they're changing play callers and they have a new play caller who's the quarterback coach, I still think they have a a struggle uh, um, on offense. It's just that they haven't, just like a few teams, including my Houston Texans, haven't invested in a offensive line and it's coming back to bite them. And I think that it should be a easy contest for Aaron Rodgers, which is a no brainer. I'm not, you know, I even, if I don't mention a player, especially if it's a player of note, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. You play him. It's a no brainer. So I should say Ty Montgomery, Devontae Adams, and Jordy Nelson are a no-brainer. But I'm also thinking of, what is the guy's name, Geronimo Allison? So they may put Jordy in the slot, put Geronimo Allison out there, so they have three wide receivers sitting out there. So if you need a wide receiver, here's a sleeper for you. How about Jerome, Geronimo, I think it is, Ellison, Allison. I think he'll be on the field quite a bit. 
when Randall Cobb was off the field and Jordy Nelson were off the field, he was on there quite a bit. He got a taste of what the what the offenses are like. I think he gets a little bit more of a taste this this uh, this game, especially when the coverage, uh, the pass coverage in the backside are going to be concentrating on Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. I think this guy is is somebody that you can um, jump in there and and, and snatch and and maybe in a flex position definitely. If you're looking for somebody in a flex and you want to take a flyer on them. How about this one? This is this next game. Oh boy. Uh the have nots and the have nots. We're talking about the Indian the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Cleveland Browns with a rookie quarterback and, and Deshaun Kaiser. Who wins this? I would have to go with the the uh anybody. I'm not worried about the wins and losses here. I'm talking about Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson. And the new kid on the block, Rashad Higgins, is, is what I like in, in this here. And on the other side of the ball, uh, the old old uh, sage in the running back is uh, Frank Gore. Uh, he's probably a, he's not an RB or RB one or two. He's probably a flex. You could use him, uh, and and probably Jack Doyle. You got. Jacoby Brissett being the quarterback, that means that uh, because of that offensive line, he may not be able to get the ball down the field that 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 well. And T. Juan Hilton and Dante Moncrief are going to um, suffer for that. And the beneficiary would be Jack Doyle. So he's a good play for me today. Let's move on to the next game. And that would be Denver Broncos visiting the Buffalo Bills. The run happy Buffalo Bills who don't throw to the wide receivers that often and are primarily a, a running team uh, and lack a lot of firepower in the, in the um, uh, wide receiver position. Um, but you play LaShawn McCoy. Don't look for a big game from these these guys, but um, Charles Clay and LaShawn McCoy are two t- are two players on that team that are probably the the safest plays because um, Tyrod Taylor up against that De- Denver defense and the no fly zone uh, won't have too much success. Throwing the ball down the field against uh, with T.J. Harris and, and, and Akeem Talib and company. Safe throws would be to the uh, tight end and also to the uh, running back, LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay. Let me bring in my esteemed uh, uh, fellow um, podcaster in Victor uh, Gardner. And uh, welcome, Mr. Gardner. How are you doing today on this crazy day in the NFL? Mr. Taylor, really? You call me Mr. Gardner? I, I, I'm going to clear my throat on that. Yes, sir. Uh, are we being? Prof- are we going to be? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now listen. I, since you are being yes, so distinguished and being so humble, I, I'm, I'm not going to be um, 
as boisterous as I usually am. My persona of Mr. FSP to you will take a back seat as long as the master, you know, decides to do the same. Can we come to accord on that? Oh, absolutely. No, no problem, sir. Okay. So, so all I need now is your page uh, apology, and we can move forward. Um, you may begin. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have a page. I don't have a page. I don't have anything written down. I don't have anything written there down. All I, all I can say is this. All, all I can say is this. Look, a week or so ago, and, and I don't recall when it does, but it, it was a sad day uh, on the FSP show. For the simple reason, I acted out of character and totally was off base in what I was saying and how I acted. Now, I have repeatedly apologized to Mr. FSP and asked humbly for his, his um, acceptance of my um, apology, apology uh, because of uh, the, the actions and, and reactions I had to what he had um, come out and, uh, of factually, his analysis. Factually, to say. And the promise... Yes, factually, yes, I'll say that. It was factually. It turned out to be factually, yes. Um, and um, make a promise to be better in the future and not to um, overreact and, and let my emotions take the best of me, um, which usually doesn't happen, but for some unforsaken reason, it, it did happen. Um, it's no excuse. And um, I promise to do better in the future and, and, and not let that uh, evil Jerry come, come out to light, um, unwarranted as it may be. Uh, you know and, what? Uh, you know what? You're good. You're good. You're good. Who's that? Because now you, so- you sound like my son, and that's all I needed. You sound like my child, which, you know, is... <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, what you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I'm your daddy. I, I understand, man. You, oh, no, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You, 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 anyway. you, in this, it's, it's, in this, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, see, I'm a big of a man to admit. In this instance, yes, you are. But in, in, in fantasy, uh-uh. It ain't happening. You know, you know who, who, who your daddy is, but I'm just saying. Uh, in this instance, Whatever. I was totally, totally wrong. There's no two ways about it. I can't even even juice it up or clean it up or whatever. Totally wrong. So it is what it is. Okay. All right. And uh, um, but I'm your daddy in all in all phases of the game. But to back to what you're saying, uh, um, I ahead. agree with you. Shady, yes. Shady and Clay are your best place in uh, in that game. Um, I believe you moved on. I wanted to talk about the Cleveland-Indianapolis game because um, I came in on that. Uh, really? Um, listen. Really? Well, Go ahead. Our, Go ahead. Our, it, it, remember, it's Mr. Gardner. Thank you. So, um, the, the yes, point sir. is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, the point is that <laughs> Jacoby Brissett um, is 
not that good of a quarterback. I get it. But he's better than Tolzien. No. And can throw the ball down the field. The problem is no one respects their run game. Therefore, Cleveland, who has a very good defense, um, can rush the passer. So-so defense. A Frank I want to say very good, well, so-so defense. Well, so far, so good. Um, I know that uh, Jamie Collins is out, and the new, uh, you know, defensive end, Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. who is also Courtney Brown, a.k.a. Courtney Brown, is out as well. So those are two b- big blows to that mm-hmm. defense, but I think it's right. still um, not a, a hindrance to Cleveland getting their first win. I mean, it's bad when you're the Colts mm-hmm. and Cleveland's favorite to beat you at home. Um, but if <laughs> yeah, that's they true. get Frank Gore going at some point, get Frank Gore going, right, um, that means he might test the ball 25, 30 times uh, and open up the field for Doyle. Uh, who I've put in place of uh, my boy Reed because Jordan Reed, I, I don't know, he stays injured. Um, and I, I think that John Gruden's getting the message, you need to run the damn ball or lose your job. But uh, Doyle, mm-hmm. is a, as you said, mm-hmm. JT, is a very good play here. also believe that T.Y. should be a good play yep. for the mere fact that he can blow by those corners. Um and Brissett can give him the ball. Now, will they take those shots? I don't know. Um, but th- we shall see. Uh, Cleveland, I, Deshaun Kaiser, he should have a I, good I, game this game. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. I, I, the, the, the problem I have is with any wide receiver in um, Indianapolis is uh, inconsistency, man. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, um, they could look good this week against Cleveland and next week um, each, each one of them, Hilton, Moncrief get 20, 30 yards and that's it. Now, because offensive line and I've talked about it more than once offensive line in Indianapolis has historically over the last few years has been horrible. That's why Andrew Luck hasn't come back yet because the results of an offensive line that's been inept for years and the residual effect of getting beat up has put Andrew Luck on the sidelines. Uh, uh, God, who knows when he's going to come back. And now they're dealing with Jacoby Brissett, who's a little bit, who's um, more mobile, but he's not Andrew Luck. The ball consistently to T.Y. Hilton or Dante Moncrief. The only one that's a sure bet to get the ball because it's a tight end safe throws in the middle of the field is Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, that's it. I mean, you can't, you can't, if I was somebody, and I just picked up Donnie Moncrief, um, but he was a, a part of the, a, a trade that I made, uh, and he was the throw-in. <clears throat> with with uh, uh, um, in T.Y. Hilton, I can't truck Jacoby Brissett. And that offensive line to be able to give me time to throw the ball down to these guys on a consistent basis and, and be able to put him in my lineup and be confident that he's going to give me some decent fantasy points. He could, he could wind up with two points this week, five points next week. I don't, I, and I don't recall what he had the, 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 either, either one of these guys had the, the, the prior two weeks, but it hasn't been good. They've been very bad. 
and T.Y. Hilton, I think, was going in at, what, the second, third round in, in, in wide receivers because he was considered a top wide receiver? <laughs> Not now. You see how the quarterback play really hurt this guy, really hurt T.Y. Hilton. And until Andrew Luck comes back, Dante Moncrief will be irrelevant because Andrew Luck likes thrown to Dante Moncrief. Even, I mean, T.Y. Hilton was number one, but he did like throwing to Dante Moncrief, and that made Dante Moncrief relevant. When these backup quarterbacks come in there, the, one, the wide receiver that takes the biggest hit is Dante Moncrief. And T.Y. Hilton takes a hit, too. But he's the number one, so he's going to get a little more targets than Dante Moncrief. That's just, that's just the bottom line. That's how, just, just how the, the pecking order is. Anyway, um, I'm interested to, to, to see uh, how Trevor Simeon, who's played his last two games at home in the comforts of his own home and played well, uh, been a top uh, fantasy uh, quarterback the first two weeks, now he goes up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo on the road um, with, with a defense that's not that bad um, and has to deal with the Buffalo uh, defensive line and the rush that's going to be put on him. Now, quite naturally, C.J. Anderson has been balling as long as he's healthy, and, and I expect it, that's the way they're going to go. Rely on the run and take their shots down the field. Um, I do like both these wide receivers. Um, even though Demarius Thomas um, had been touchdown deficient, deficient, um, he was in the last couple seasons. I see him getting into the end zone in this one. I don't understand. <clears throat> I know the Trevor Simeon tendency to like. Uh, or in dire situations, go to Emmanuel Sanders. But Demarius Thomas is the number one. The problem I have with Demarius is he has a lot of drops. Um, but I see him getting the touchdown in, in, in this one besides C.J. Anderson. And um, I don't understand why. And I've tried, believe it or not, in, to, to put in some trades, not to go off track here, but I am. Put, put a package with Demarius Thomas and trades and people – have come back to me, responded or text back to me um, that they didn't think too much of Demarius Thomas. And I'm mean, like, you got to be kidding. The last three seasons, 90-plus catches over 1,000 yards. Now, he hasn't had the t- touchdowns, but 90-plus carries, I mean, 90-plus catches and 1,000 yards is nothing to flinch about when you're the wide receiver. Anyway, um, I do like those two guys along with the uh, – <clears throat> Running back, uh, what's your thoughts? Um, two things. C.J. Anderson is going to probably have a, a monstrous game against Buffalo. But Demarius Thomas, let me get to him. Um, two things. Trevor Simeon and Paxton mm-hmm. Lynch are not Peyton Manning. So they don't know how to use a big-bodied guy to uh, his advantage. Yes, he has had some drops. But on that, I will tell you, that uh, Demarius Thomas, um, he was going in the fifth, sixth round in drafts I was in, and you were in some of those drafts as well. Um, 
mainly because of the quarterback play, the lack thereof getting the ball to a big guy. Um, the quick screens and all that, yeah, they work, um, but that wasn't his bread and butter. Um, he was a, a slant guy, a post guy, a dig guy, and a curl guy. He's not a, a deep threat. So Paxton is looking down for uh, Saunders because he's a deep guy. Now they have this, I call it the China route. Some people call it the uh, the the zig. Some people call it other things where you run a slant, but then you pivot, and that's a, a route that Demarius Thomas does very well, along with uh, Saunders. The, the problem is Simeon does not look to Thomas for that play. He looks to Saunders. He looks to uh, Green. He looks to uh, anybody else other than Demarius Thomas in those plays. I don't know if it's because the plays are designed for Saunders or they're uh, designed for whoever, but that's just not who he's looking at. I think that when you look at um, this opportunity to go to Buffalo, um, while it's not snowing, while it's not no frigid, to play a team that's in a little bit of a uproar because uh, Marcel Darius, uh, who's guaranteed to believe $10 million over the next two years, isn't playing to his potential, has voiced that he does not really want to play up to his potential there and things of that nature. Um, and as you said, the team rarely throws to the uh, receivers. I just dropped Zay Jones, who has great potential, but because the quarterbacks, yep. Tyrod Taylor, yep. you know, sure can't give him the ball, you know, I can't, I can't use him or yep. keep him on my bench when I got, you know, Greg Olson going down for uh, like six, seven weeks or, or one team I have Greg Olson and, um, uh, Andre, not Andre Johnson, um, David Johnson down, and I have to make a decision. You know, I put one on IR, keep the other one, but then I need to fill it for another tight end. So I got to drop Zay Jones or drop Greg Olson. Yeah. Or drop Zay Jones because he's not going to be productive. And at least I know Greg Olson's coming back. Um, so right. Buffalo's right. A, a rough team to go through and all that, but, um, Denver, they should win this game easily. I'm sorry it took so long to explain that, but Dad likes to talk, so you gotta let Dad. It's talk. okay. It's all right. I, I, I'm, I'm, you see, you see, you, uh, you see, I didn't interrupt you. I'm trying to be more respectful. You know, I, I'm trying to be more um, respectful uh, and, and not interrupt <laughs> and and just be boisterous and no. Think I think I know it all. I, I know I don't know it all, but don't take advantage. I, I like it when you're both. Don't take advantage. I like anyway, uh, oh, I will. let's I will. go. I will. <laughs> I know you will. That's okay. That's all right because I'm a big boy. And I can handle it. Anyway, let's go to a a, a uh, and I hope I don't get get overboard with this one, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Oh God. New England Patriots hosting the Houston Texans in Houston. <laughs> yep, Kirk had his out. Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny Amendola is expected to return from his concussion despite being listed as questionable. Um, uh, if if uh, <coughs> Danny Amendola is in there, um, you can expect a reduced role for Chris Hogan. Um, Philip Dorsett is expected to be active. 
and I'm not sure yet about uh, uh, Gronk, but I think he's uh, in line to play. And you can expect uh, a decent dosage to go to um, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I, this is who I think you guys should play against Houston in here. Um, Gronk, Chris Hogan, Brandon Cooks, Mike Jealousy, and the GOAT, meaning Tom Brady. Um, until the Houston Texans show me more on the offensive side of the ball, I think the defense is going to be out there too much and eventually going to get worn down, and the New England Patriots are going to take, take uh, advantage of it. I expect to see more of Dante Foreman and a, a slight rollback of Lamar Miller in touches. Um, I think they like what they saw last week um, in, in Cincinnati with Deontay Foreman. I think he out-touched, if I'm not mistaken, in the running game, uh, Lamar Miller. Uh, so I think they want to get this rookie uh, more. He, he, he's more power. Uh, he runs better, in my opinion, between the tackles better than Lamar Miller. Um, the only weakness that I think he'll improve on because he really wasn't asked to do it when he was in Texas is in the pass game. Not that he can't catch, but he needs more experience in that. So my play is this. You play Lamar Miller. New England's good for taking away the, your best option on offense, and the best option on offense is DeAndre Hopkins. He's the most targeted wide receiver in all of football. Not just fantasy, all of football. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities and targets. Targets equal opportunities. You heard me say that before. Um, and I think that uh, he'll be able to, to, to benefit from Deshaun Watson being mobile and getting him into the end zone um, and with a lot of uh, uh, in PPR especially. That's the only guy I can see, uh, guys I see playing here. Lamar Miller, um, maybe in the flex. I don't think he's going to get a lot of, lot of play. And, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, on the other side, like I told you, um, already about the guys in, in the Patriots. Talk to me, Victor. Well, Burkhead is out. Let's, let's, let's get that out of there. Mike Gillisey, um, yep. he's their LeGarrette Blunt this year. Um, so I think that's a decent play. Um, and I'm not going to rub in the fact that I, I told you your team was going to suck this year. I'm not going to rub in. I'm not going to rub it in. Um, but I will tell you that Jacksonville is beating Baltimore twenty to nothing. They're not. They're not sucking. Um, I, I didn't say they're I, sucking. You're right I about that. Said, I'm, I'm not. I, I I'm know not going to tell I you. I can see that. That they're going to be sucking this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they will. Um, but yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, <laughs> but this is this is one of those situations. Bill Belichick is like five. I mean, twenty something and five against rookie quarterbacks. Now, Watson, I love him. Yep. He, he gives Houston yep. the best chance to win. And the thing about that is um, it's still not even good enough against Belichick and the Patriots. Um, they're going to be throwing a lot. So unless, you know, Houston gets the ball first and just tries to run the rock down, uh, down their throat, I don't see 
uh, Devontae Foreman being a big factor in this game. Though, though, you noticed in the last game, Foreman uh, was getting a lot of the work in between the tackles, and Lamar Miller came in on third down for blocking and to receive the ball a little bit. I think it's a, a yep. very good thing yep. for them. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 so, I, I love this kid. I absolutely love Deontay Foreman. I told you that. Uh, I told you that before the the season started. Um, that that this 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 guy's a real deal. Um, Doak Walker, winner in in college, um, and I really liked him a lot. And that was a really good pickup for the um, Texans. Um, I'm I'm really wasn't impressed with Lamar Miller. Um, he's okay, but I think Deontay Foreman is better. Let me put it that way. He's better. And, and he, oh, he, he can is. catch the football. Uh, once he learns to catch the football, he'll, then then uh, Lamar Miller is going to get phased out or, or is going to get a minor role because um, he's got the power. He's got the speed. All he needs is to be able to, and, he, and you think he's getting better if he's not there, uh, being able to pass block and, and pick up the blitz and catch the football out of the backfield. I agree. So, um, the the if, problem if, that if I see. People, that, that this is one guy, this is, just, this, this is one guy that um, I told you about in the preseason. I told you about him beginning of the season. I'm telling you again, if he's sitting on a waiver wire somewhere and you got a spot on your roster to put him, uh, he may not be doing it now, but in the, Somewhere in, in, in this season, I do believe he's going to be the major character in that backfield. Okay. All right, let's move on to the KC. Oh, I, I didn't get my I didn't get my prediction though. Can Chargers prediction? matchup. Can I get my prediction? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the Patriots are going to blow up Go right ahead. in seconds because they're garbage. Houston's going to lose by at least 15. Um, now. Hopkins uh, is going to get his touches. I, I gonna, told you. I, I need to get I told, his touches first. I told you. Don't take advantage yeah, of my good me. nature. I told you that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm giving my prediction. I'm giving my prediction. Houston is okay. just not okay. up to par. Okay. They are the third okay. best team in, in the South, okay. if that. But um, New England is going to uh, pretty much lay the woods and and I'll tell you this, if they if if Houston takes a page out of Kansas City's book and do quick passes, slants and and uh, outs and stuff with Hopkins, he'll have a big game, but it just won't be enough. Let me let me tell, let me also let me also put this because I I just read this either this morning or or last night late last night. Bill O'Brien said that the, the the playbook is completely open to Deshaun Watson. There's no limitations. Now, to me, that is surprising to hear of for a guy that's only been had one start. That's surprising to me that he said that. That he has no limitations. That he feels confident in giving this kid. Whatever is in the playbook. Now, quite naturally, they're going to cater to what the Deshaun Watson is comfortable with. That's with every quarterback. But um, I think there's a lot of upside. 
And I said in the, in the beginning of the season, I still believe this. I still believe this um, because for whatever reason, it looks like he's playing better. And that's what I'm talking about, Blake Bortles. They, they, they seem like they've got a comfortable niche that hmm. they want to keep Blake Bortles in. This division, this division, yeah, this division, okay, I, I'm backtracking. This division, and I said this before, and you heard me say this before, has the, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, and I said this before, and yet you disagree with me, but that's okay. We agree to disagree. Has the best upside of young quarterbacks in this division. Um, and I still believe that um, because they – if you look at each one of these teams, except for the Colts, each one of these teams are have a sound defense. The Titans, the Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and adding pieces on the offensive side of the ball can only help these young quarterbacks succeed. And I like the talent in the AFC South in the quarterback position um, they can only grow to get better as long as they cater the offense to the skill set of the quarterback that best fits the quarterback. And when I say that, it's more toward uh, Jaguars because they know the limitations of what they have in Blake Bortles versus uh, Marcus Mariota and from what we've seen so far of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Andrew Luck is quite naturally a very good quarterback. He just needs an offensive line and a defense. And that's that's big because Indianapolis has historically really not had a defense. And of late, their offensive line has very been very suspect. Anyway, let's get back to Kansas City at the Chargers, who are looking for their first win, who self-imploded uh, last, last week and could have pulled off at least a tie uh, and put, put themselves into a position to win a game. Um, I think coaching um, and play clock helped them lose last week. Um, now they're playing the hot Kansas City Chiefs, and the number one, and I talked about this guy, and I'm telling you people, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but I am, I talked about this guy, that I really liked, and he's the number one fantasy running back in all of fantasy. That's Kareem Hunt. He's a no-brainer to me. No-brainer to me is also, also Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in this. On the other side of the ball, uh, Melvin Gordon, who's nicked up but supposed to play, is still a no-brainer to me. Uh, along with Keenan Allen, as long as he's healthy and Philip Rivers is throwing the football to him, you play t- uh, um, uh, uh, Keenan Allen. And once Antonio Gates got his record, he became an afterthought, and Hunter Henry became up to the forefront. So you play Hunter Henry. Talk to me, Victor. I'm going to bust your ball a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, Kansas City is a very formidable team. Um, and I do like the players you said. Um, the problem is, I think, San Diego has played games 
the first two games of the season and should have won those two games. They should have beat Denver, and they should have beat – I believe they played Miami last week. Yep. Now, the kicker, I'm not going to fully blame the You're talking about the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. I'm sorry. The Chargers had his first, you know, attempt at winning a game. It was blocked. Okay? Then his first kick uh, of last week made it. He made it. But, you know, timeout was called. Then he overcompensated on the second kick and pushed it slightly right. It wasn't a big, big, bad miss, but it was a miss. That's the problem. Exactly. And the fact is that's on the kicker. If you well, if, if if you're comfortable with the first kick, don't overcompensate. That's the that's a rookie in a kicker. Correct, correct. And and, and my point in mentioning that is, look at Sebastian Janikowski. You look at uh, other kickers that uh, their rookie year was kind of bad, but then they came back and bounced back. Arroyo was supposed to be that type of kicker, but they gave up on him too quick. In my opinion, Tampa Bay did. But my my main point is. San Diego should not have been putting that kicker in those positions to begin with. They've dominated both games. And in the second half, I'm not sure what the play calling is. I'm not sure, you know, what defense um, schemes they're playing. But they're letting teams back into games in the second half. Now, believe me or not, but I believe San Diego's going to win this game. And you say that Hunter Henry's the forefront guy. I say no. I say no, honestly. Because Antonio Gates and Phillip Rivers are like the, the tag team champions of the world. They might go to a more double tight end set, but then you hurt. You hurt Gordon. Because Gordon needs J.J. Uh, Watt's brother, I forgot his name, um, at fullback, he needs him at fullback to open up holes. So I think you keep Antonio Gates in there, um, and you split him out. You do more of a, a flex type, whereas you have an eye formation or offset formation with the tight end not lined up beside the tackle, but in the slot. I think you put him in the slot, and you you let all three of them you know, work together, Rivers, Gates, and Gordon, but you keep Watt in there to pass block and to run block for Gordon. Um, I honestly think they are going to surprise Kansas City. The reason why I say that is because if you look what Philly did to KC last week, Philly could have won that game. They found the holes. Uh, they're a passing team, right? So what is what – is, uh, the, are, are the Chargers. The Chargers are a passing yes. team, run team second. They're a run team second. So, you know, they have a, a very good running back and running game, but they like to throw the ball. So if they expose the secondary of Kansas City, I believe the Chargers get their first week, uh, win of the season, having, you know, Hunt and Khalees and okay. all those other guys out there. Okay. Um, although I would like to have all those guys perform this week. I still think they lose, and the Chargers win. That's all I got. 
All right. All right. Let's go to Miami and um, visiting the New York football Jets. Uh, top play here. I wouldn't say top play, but one of the plays that if you, for whatever Every reason, looking for a quarterback, he, there's no buys. But if you're looking for a quarterback, Jay Cutler, I, uh, I, I like Jay Cutler in his game. I think this is a very good game for Jay Cutler to um, play in. Second game of the season. Uh, they're more familiar with uh, um, his wide receivers, more gameplay and more practice with, the, with his wide receivers. Devontae uh, Parker is expected to play. Um, and uh, I like the Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, uh, and a, a sleeper in here would be uh, Kenny Stills, who's a big play wide receiver, got into the end zone last week. Um, and uh, that means Jay Cutler looks for him. But Jay Cutler likes to throw into big wide receivers, and Devontae Parker um, is, is fits that bill. So besides Jay Ajay, who's been dealing with a knee, who is also expected to play, um, he's historically, since he came into the league, had knee issues and did not practice this week until Friday, um, is still expected to get his full workload. So Jay Ajay the play. Jay Cutler, the play, uh, and the wide receivers I talked to, to you about, the various um, positions in your roster, whether it's a, a wide receiver or a flex play, are good plays in here. And the New York Jets side, giving you a sleeper, people. I'm giving you someone that I feel um, showed out in preseason, had to sit out a game or two uh, because of a suspension, um, but he showed what his skill set is, and he made for actual potential and, uh, that uh, a lot of people thought when he was first drafted into the league. Talking about Austin Safarian, Jermaine Curse is a, probably the main wide receiver that uh, Josh McGowan is going to throw to. But Austin Safarian Jenkins, who's a very athletic and capable tight end. If you're looking for a tight end because of um, issues with Jordan Reed or Greg Olson, don't discount Austin Severian Jenkins. Word is that he may get a lot of looks. Supposedly he's out of football shape, so it may not happen this week. But once he gets in football shape, they're going to lean on him passing game. I'm just saying. Um, otherwise, I really don't have anybody in, on this side of the ball other than Jermaine Curse that may be uh, worthy of a spot on your roster, your, uh, your starting roster on um, this week. Talk to me, Victor. Well, well, well. I, I want to share something with you. Last week, JT, I won a lot of money in daily fantasy on FanDuel and DraftKings, um, who I'm affiliate of, or we are affiliates of. I won a lot of money. You know how I won a lot of money, JT? I picked players that were going against the Jets. A lot of players that were going against the Jets. Um, and I agree with you now. Uh, <laughs> Landry and Miami defense. Landry's the one. Yes, Miami's defense. Um, Landry 
um, is the one that's questionable. Um, but as you said, Parker's the guy that that uh, reminds Cutler of a, a taller, faster, I mean, not taller, but a faster Alshon Jeffries. So expect him to get a lot of play. Now, you would think that the Jets would have a stellar defense if you've been growing up in the era where the Jets had Revis and all of them. Well, their defense sucks. Now, JT says there isn't anybody on that offensive side of the ball that's probably worth keeping, and I disagree with him. Matt Forte, his touches have been growing over the past couple of weeks, and I expect them to keep growing and him to make things happen. And also, Safarian Jenkins coming back, I'm not sold on him yet. Um, in fact, I'm not going to touch him just yet. I, I had him on one of my teams. I dropped him to pick up a different player. Uh, because I needed to, to make space. But um, with Josh throwing the ball, the team in disarray, I'm not looking at much of anything from the Jets. Um, not to get a real trigger puller. You know, if they don't get one of those, I'm not going to be uh, on them, other than to bet against them. Um, Dolphins, 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 Dolphins. Defense, defense, defense. Get them. Playing with confidence, and um, listen, the Jets might truly go 0-16 and join the Buccaneers. Um, but if the Jets have to play Cleveland this year, that'll be their first win. Or if they play Indianapolis without, you know, luck, they'll get a W this year. But other than that, that's what I do. Pick players that are playing against the Jets' defense. You'll win tons of money. That's it. Okay. Let's go to... <coughs> Thanks. Let's go to the New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. Now, we're going to go into overtime. Um, hold on a minute here. We're going to go into overtime. And before I get that, let me do this. You know you can uh, add time, right? Try to add some time. Yeah, I did it. I did it. We're going to go uh, oh, yeah. probably half an hour more to get all these games in. Uh, and we, right now, right now we're going to go to the um, uh, New Orleans Saints visiting the Carolina Panthers and a uh, 0-2 New Orleans Saints team uh, on the road visiting Carolina, and I expect Drew Brees to throw for his normal 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, I just got rid of Adrian Peterson. I was holding out hope going on in that backfield. As long as Mark Ingram is healthy and Alvin Kamara is involved, especially in the passing game, Adrian Peterson is just a side note. Uh, He'd probably be better off getting moved to another team, and I don't – who knows what's going to happen um, <clears throat> throughout the years. I still hope, throw in eternal hope that Adrian Peterson is not washed up and that he, if not in uh, New Orleans, he'll get an opportunity somewhere else. I still think he's got something left in the tank, but it, I don't think it's going to be in New Orleans unless that one of the two guys, uh, especially uh, Mark Ingram, get hurt. Uh, so the – Really, I would think that you would play Mark Ingram. He's the he's the main back in that. Um, and the other guy, I two guys I think that will be uh, relevant would be uh, Michael Thomas, quite naturally their number one wide receiver, and also 
uh, Kobe Fleener for the simple fact is that uh, um, um, there's no Willie Sneed, and these other two guys, Brandon Coleman and Ted Ginn, are not reliable options. Uh, and Drew Brees, with the rush that Carolina is going to put on Brees, would be uh, uh, looking for Kobe Fleener in the middle of the field to um, take up the slack in the, in the passing game that, that the Ted Ginn and Brandon Coleman don't bring. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I think this is a huge game for the rookie Christian McCaffrey. Um, uh, the Saints are one of the worst teams uh, against the running back position, especially a uh, running back that can catch the football out of the backfield, and that's in Christian McCaffrey's wheelhouse. He's an excellent play here. Uh, in fact, both of the running backs are excellent plays. If you got one or the other, you put them in your lineup, and I think both of them get a visit to the friend zone along with Kelvin Benjamin and also Devin Funchin, who's going to pick up the slack that is lacking for Greg Olson not to be out there. <clears throat> so uh, that's how I see it. Uh, talk to me about <clears throat> um, this game, Victor. Okay, so I believe that with Greg gone, Kelvin Benjamin is going to have a monster game. Monster game. Um, but Ed McCaffrey, this is this game is made for him. It's a PPR type game where he's going to get the ball in space and do what he does best. Um, make people miss and probably run a few people over, but outrun some folks as well. Um, it's not a desirable game, but at least Tampa wins it. I mean, not Tampa. I'm sorry. Um, 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 Carolina wins it on the strength of their ability to move the ball um, quicker and more efficient um, because, yeah, they'll be blitzed a lot, but if you read it, you just shut the ball off and, and you're good to go. But if you don't, then you're going to have some problems. Hmm. That's it. All right, let me, let's move on to a game that I know you're looking forward to. Uh, the New York Giants visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, um, Torrey Smith is listed as questionable on the injury report due to illness, but expected to play. Janoris Jenkins is questionable because of his ankle. He was only able to have limited work on Friday. Um, so the, uh, the uh, projections for Arshon Jeffrey and Carson Wentz, um, probably going to be a little bit more, and Odell Breckham is no longer on the injury report. All right. EI, uh, this giant offense is struggling mightily with an offensive line that has been uh, a, a sponge in allowing defensive uh, linemen to get to Eli. Well, Philly, one of their strong suits is their pass rush. And Eli is going to be running for his life in Philly. That's all I can say. Um, the running game has been non-existent. I don't know what's with these teams that don't invest, including my Houston Texans, in the offensive line. You, your biggest commodity is your quarterback. Your biggest uh, way to be able to dictate what type of offense or what type of uh, what uh, dictate to the defense is to be able to run the football and would play action. You don't have a decent def- offensive line, you're going to suffer in the whole offense. 
That's Eli Manning, who's not a, who's a very good quarterback. But if 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 you have if you have the hell is going on? If you have a offensive line that is, is uh, um, like the like the Giants' offensive line, you're going to have you're going to be questioning the play calling. You're going to be questioning what what the offense can do when you have a very good defense, but puts the defense in bad positions because the offense can't move the football. So you play Odell Beckham. But I feel sorry for Obel Beckham fans because I don't think he's going to be doing that much with Eli not being able to get the football. I think all these guys on offense, especially in the passing game, which the Giants are strong suit is passing, are suffering because of the play of the offensive line. It's hard for me to go past Odell Beckham to tell you to play anybody else. Um, you got to play him because you don't want him sitting on your bench and go off and you say it could have, would have, should have. On the other side of the ball, I like Zach Ertz. Giants, one of the weaknesses of, of the uh, defense of the Giants is to play against the uh, uh, opposing uh, tight end. And you've got a very athletic tight end in Zach Ertz, and Carson Wentz is not shy about getting the ball to Zach Ertz. That opens up uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Janoris Jenkins may not or may be limited if he plays at all. And Austin Jeffrey may be the beneficiary of that. Um, otherwise than that, and Darren Sproles and PPR, I have nothing else. Talk to me, Victor. Victor? Victor? Don't tell yes. me Victor's asleep. I, I oh, started to. God. I really? I really? I started to. Hey man, you sleep? I was up really, really late. You snoring? I started. I, you snoring? I started to. I started you snoring? To. Come on, man. Dude, dude, I started to, man. It's, it's been Come a on, long man. week. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Snoring on air? Come on. When I snore really loud, when it's really loud, bro. Was it really loud? Oh my. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, we're on hey, air. I'm under a lot of Come stress. on. I'm a, I got God. a lot of stress. In my Talk life. to me about the New York Giants <laughs> and Philly, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Giants and Philly. Okay. My snoring. Listen. Listen. My snoring exemplifies <laughs> that game. It's going to be a snooze stress for Eli and Odell and them. Philly wins. Next game. We'll be quite snoring again. That, that was a good segue. That was, that was a good segue. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. Next game? You want to go to the next game? Okay, next game is, next game is the uh, – uh, it's, it's, these are not in, in time order, so Oakland – Versus the Washington Redskins. You're Washington Redskins hosting the Oakland Raiders. Um, I like Derek Carter in this game. I like Marshawn Lynch in this game. I even, and, and 
I had to drop them. I didn't want to drop them, but I dropped them anyway because I I I picked up a, a um, Doug Martin. So I had to drop this kid, but I really liked this kid in Jalen Richard. Um, I think he's a change of pace. Uh, I think he's a, a big play uh, running back. Um, I I like him. If you're looking for a flex, I think this kid in this game can can make some plays. Mari Cooper, big disappointment um, so far. And the main wide receiver is Michael Crabtree, in my opinion. And if I was to play one of the two in this game, I know Mari Cooper is big. A lot of people like Mari Cooper. I like Michael Crabtree. He's more experienced. He seems like he's doing a lot more uh, and getting a lot more from um, Derek Carr than Amari Cooper is, and, and also like Jared Cook. On the other side, uh, Rob Kelly is, is not expected to play. I told you last week, people, Samaje Piran. I told you, Victor, pick up Samaje Piran. And you know what? I was Nostradamus last week because the fact is Rob Kelly went down and Piran got 20-something touches, even though it wasn't a lot. They put P. Ryan on the field, and they're going to do it again because uh, Rob Kelly is out. He's not expected to play. The main guy is Samaj P. Ryan. I understand Chris, Chris Thompson had a big game last week, uh, but he's the change of pace back. He's not an every down back. A thumper in Samaj P. Ryan, I think, against this Oakland defense can do a little bit. So I like Samaj P. Ryan, especially in a flex position because I think he's going to get a lot of touches. And with the be able with the with the way the Oakland defense has been giving up chunks of yardage, um, I think uh, Samaje Piran could be uh, getting a visit to the friend zone. That being said, uh, I like Terrell Pryor to um, hopefully hook up consistently with with Kurt Russell. I mean, excuse me, Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins needs a good game and needs a confidence builder. So, just like you said before, Jay Gruden, I think, realizes he needs to re- rely on the, on the run game and then use play action and to open up the passing for Kirk Cousins to make it easier on Kirk Cousins versus the opposite, trying to pass first and then run late, uh, later. Do like a lot of other teams. Run the football, cut down on the mistakes that a, the quarterback can make, and give the quarterback a better chance of being successful in the passing game. Um, Jordan Reed, people tried to trade me, uh, get me to, to uh, um, get or acquire Jordan Reed in a trade, and I absolutely refuse. I know he's a big-time talent, but he can't stay healthy. Um, I can't suggest you to play Jordan Reed in here. Talk to me, Victor. Listen, Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, Victor, I am a Washington Redskins. I am here. I'm here. I'm. You have a delay, by the way. You have a serious delay. Um, I'm a Washington Redskins fan. Okay. I recognize it's, that my gotta be, team gotta be on your end because. Okay. I realize that my team is not that good. I realize. The Raiders are a very good team. Very good team. I'm wondering how we're going to stop Marshawn Lynch. How are we going to stop Amari Cooper and uh, and uh, uh, what's my man? Jeez, I just had his head 
in my face, uh, Jesus. The other receiver, um, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Um, Crabtree, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you got Roberts, Seth Roberts there, Michael Crabtree, along with yes, I know, along with uh, Cook. Um, listen, the best thing for the Redskins to do this game is to do exactly what they did against yep. uh, the Rams: run the ball forty times and limit the uh, mistakes that. Uh, Kirk Cousins can cause. Now, there's opportunity for him to get big plays because the Raiders' secondary is not that good. Um, their run defense is not that good. But their pass rush is very good. So they need to run the rock, run the rock, run the rock, and uh, set up those plays for Vernon Davis if uh, Reed doesn't play. Set up those plays for uh, prior if he's going to catch the ball. Um, Jameson Crowder needs to become the target and and put um, Pryor at the number two spot. And uh, Josh Dotson, if he comes to play and plays, and yeah. If not, Ryan Grant can do it. But the biggest weapon, as Jerry has said, has been Chris Thompson or Chris Thomas. He has been the biggest thing. And I've also noticed that uh, Kirk Cousins is getting to his read late to Chris Thomas. That's why defenders are able to jump the rock on him. He's just getting to them or to him too late. Um, $25 million, huh? Okay, it's not worth it. I'm just telling you. Um, but with that being said, uh, this should be a very good game. Uh, it's in D.C. Honestly, I don't think we're going to win this game um, because I'm a realist, not just a fan that likes to cry and yell and scream when somebody says my team sucks and they're not going to do well. I don't storm off shows and stuff like that either. But, hey, it is what it is. That's what I think I'm going to say about that. Um, but uh, the Raiders you know win this You know game. what? I, 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 Raiders, I thought we were past that. I thought we were, we are, I thought we we were past that. We are. The Raiders should win this game. And, uh, but, but I will not be surprised. I, I, obviously we're not, but that's okay. That's all right. Let's go to Chicago versus Pittsburgh. Somebody's hurt feelings. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh and Chicago. Um, ben Roethlisberger. No, 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 no. The Pittsburgh, uh, uh, <clears throat> it going to the, the uh, Chi Town to play the, the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, the Steelers hit the road to face the 0 2 Bears. Okay, uh, with um, Mitchell Trubisky knocking on the door uh, and, and Mike Glennon holding the uh, handle, preventing Mitch Trubisky to uh, walk in that door and start for the uh, as quarter in the quarterback position. Uh, let's go to Pittsburgh first. Now, historically, Ben has been better at home than he is on the road, but. I think Ben has an okay game, not a two, three, or four touchdown game. Um, I think the expectations are around 250 yards and, a, and, a, and maybe a one touchdown. I think Ben throws for two touchdowns in this, but I think this is mainly a uh, get Levy on the ball and get him going type of game. So 
if Le'Veon doesn't do it now, then I think in the first three games, the Le'Veon Bell owners are going to start to question if this is going to be one of those Le'Veon Bell type of years to be somewhere near in the neighborhood of a Todd Gurley type of year. Big name, but limited production. Le'Veon, they need to get Le'Veon Bell ready. I know he didn't have training camp and all that stuff, but uh, this is the third game. He needs to show that he's Le'Veon Bell and not something lesser. Um, No-brainer in Antonio Brown. And quite naturally, uh, uh, I also think in in the flex, Martavius Bryant is a touchdown waiting to happen, um, in my opinion. On the Chicago side, I still say um, they have a two-headed monster. One of them is a quicker and smaller type of monster in Tariq Cohen. PPR, I think he's a big-time play in here against the uh, um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jordan Howard is expected to play. Um, I don't. He's dealing with an AC joint, if I'm not mistaken. So Jordan Howard owners. Temper your expectations in that regard. And in the wide receiver position, I still like Kendall Wright. I think he's the number one target for um, Mike Glennon. He's the more experienced out of all the wide receivers. Um, And if you're really lacking for a tight end playing at home, uh, I would go with Zach Miller. But I don't expect too much from Zach Miller. But if you're looking for a tight end because of Greg Olson or, or Jordan Reed, going down. Zach Miller is not a bad option. Talk to me, Victor. Well, the word just came out. The entire Pittsburgh Steelers um, team will not be out on the field for the National Anthem. And I agree with you that Le'Veon Bell is going to uh, be featured in this game. And I believe that Le'Veon Bell is going to get the ball 20, 25 times this game uh, whether in the pass or in the uh, in the run game, mainly because uh, this is de facto his third preseason game, and he's going to run up on Chicago. Now I'm a Howard owner, mm-hmm. so I'm a little worried about Howard. I, I've actually wanted to bench him a few times this week. Then I decided ultimately I'm going to play him um, because the potential for him to get a touchdown is there. Um, I don't expect anything in the passing game, even though Zach Miller could do well versus that uh, linebacking core for Pittsburgh. It's Mike Glennon throwing on the ball, and that's the problem. Um, but we shall see um, how this turns out. The main thing is um, it's going to be a game where it's going to be talked about more about the Steelers not coming out for the national anthem versus a good football game. Because I don't think it's going to be a good football game. I think Pittsburgh is just going to beat them. They're going to beat them, and they're going to beat them down. Now, Pittsburgh might get booed because, you know, they decide not to come out. But, hey, they're in Chicago anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, But we'll see. That's all I got. I might go snoring again. Okay. Excuse me. All right, let's go to Seattle. Uh, um, I said I might snore again. Here's another team. 
that needs to show up. The Seattle Seahawks, okay, the Seattle Seahawks, one and one, come off of a, 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 a razor thin a win over the 49ers, um, going up against the one and one Titans. And Russell Wilson, who historically in September has not played well, uh, Corey Davis is out, DeMarco Murray is limited. On Friday, it is only practice all week. Now, he's expected to play, but I can see that DeMarco Murray owners, if you don't have Derrick Henry in your uh, back pocket as a backup, uh, which you should have, it, one of the two handcuffs I would suggest because of DeMarco Murray's um, history uh, are worried. Do I put DeMarco Murray in there with dealing with a hamstring? And for whatever reason, one way or the other, he comes out of the game and Derrick Henry gets the majority of the carries? Or do I go, if you have Derrick Henry, put Derrick Henry in there and hope for the best? Uh, I can't answer that for you. All I can say is uh, uh, I would go with um, Chris Carson as the number one running back in here. Um, I would go with Tyler Lockett because I think he's big play waiting to happen. And I really like uh, um, Russell Wilson's rapport with Tyler Lockett, along with his go-to guy in Doug Baldwin. On the other side, I'm not – and Jimmy Graham, who's dealing with injury, I just can't trust Jimmy Graham. I, I, I mean, he, he's a name, but I can't trust Jimmy Graham to give me some decent points from the tight end position. Each week there's a dilemma in the tight end position, and Jimmy Graham contributes to that. Now, on the other side, in the tight end position, the mainstay for the Tennessee Titans is Delaney Walker. Every week play, without a shadow of a doubt, Marcus Mariota and Walker have a very good rapport with each other. If you have Derrick Henry, I would play him over DeMarco Murray. Uh, I would play him over DeMarco Murray. Henry has no issues med- um, uh, uh, injury-wise. DeMarco Murray does. I would play DeMarco Murray. Otherwise than that, uh, that's the only two I would play on a Tennessee tie, DeMarco Murray and Delaney Walker. Talk to me, Victor. So the the point that you're making, no, do you see that big one right there? you there? You didn't have to def- I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm talking to my son. All right, so you don't know what you're going to get out of DeMarco Murray. Absolutely 100% true. Um, so you got to go with Derrick Henry. You got to go with him. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, make that call. Do it today. Um, also, I understand you're not trusting Jimmy Graham, but I trust Jimmy Graham. You got to make sure. You, you put your studs in. He's a stud to me. Water mommy's plants, please. And then clean that stuff out the yard. Um, and move, move the hose so they don't cut up my hose. Uh, the bottom line is Jimmy Graham is somebody, him and a lot of people, a lot of people drafted Doug Baldwin to be their number one receiver. How's that working out for you? Um, it's going to get better. It's going to get better, I promise you. This is actually going to be a very low-scoring game, but I do expect Mariota to outplay Russell Wilson in this game. And I'm calling for my AFC South champions 
the uh, Tennessee Titans to beat the Seattle Seahawks. That's all I got. Let's go to the uh, Tampa Bay uh, visiting Minnesota Vikings. Sam Brefford is out. Case Keenum will start. Uh, with that being said, Adam Thielen and Stefan Ste- Diggs' expectations and projections have to be lowered because now we're dealing with um, Case Keenum, who threw for about 170 yards last week, if I'm not mistaken. And I love the Tampa Bay defense. I know it's on the road. I know Minnesota's at home. But we're talking about Case Keenum. Case Keenum against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. you got to lower your expectations. You think Dalvin Cook is going to be heavily involved in this. They're going to try to run the football and control it because of Case Keenum, the quarterback limitations. So Adam Thielen is probably a better, believe it or not, a better play than um, Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's more of a possessing receiver versus Adam Thiel- versus Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen I'm talking about. And uh, um, maybe Kyle Rudolph, because Case Keenum doesn't have a big arm, uh, and safe throws are in the middle of the field with Kyle Rudolph. So there's two guys, or three guys, that I would really put in the lineup and feel comfortable about putting in the lineup is Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph. Now, we're talking about Xavier Rhodes going on against uh, Mike Evans. Very good corner going up against Mike Evans. Uh, Temper your expectations um, because we're talking about a Minnesota defense uh, going up against a mistake-prone at times, Jameis Winston. Second game of the season, they had their way the first game. Um, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this defense knows they need to step it up because of the limitations of the offense. So I'm saying that Mike Evans is probably the only decent play because he's Mike Evans to play here. I can't justify playing Jameis Winston against this defense at home, needing a win. I can't justify playing Jacquez Rogers because I don't think he's all that, but that's what they have to start as a running back until Doug Baldwin comes back in a few weeks. And I can't say Deshaun Jackson is going to make big plays because he's a three or four uh, and big play type of wide receiver, and Jameis may not have that time against his defense. I will say play the Tampa Bay defense because of limitations on the Minnesota offense. Talk to me, Victor. Allow me, allow me to explain how this is going to work. This is going to be one of those um, hit them up, bruise them up type games. Dalvin Cook or Delvin Cook is going to have limited running room. Okay. Um, the problem I see is uh, you you've got to get the ball to to Diggs and to Thielen and and to Rudolph. He's not gonna have time. 
But Cook is going to be your consistent player here. Now, flip around. Minnesota's defense is a little upset about what happened to him last week, just a little. So they're going to tee off on Jameis, and they're going to tee off on all those guys. Xavier Rhodes, I believe, is playing, so that's going to be a good matchup. Um, But the speed is very different, very different from Tampa to uh, um, Minnesota, offense and defense. I believe Deshaun Jackson can blow by Minnesota's corner, but that, that leaves a problem. If you take Smith off of helping Xavier Rhodes to cover Mike Evans, that leaves one-on-one with a corner and um, and a strong safety on Jackson. Let's say you double team both of them. That leaves Kyle Rudolph one-on-one with uh, Quan Alexander or, or uh, Levante David or whoever the linebacker is. That's still not a good matchup. So, Honestly, I play the defenses in this game. Mike Evans, yes, he's the one guy you play. Um, but I definitely look at the defenses as this being a low-scoring game. And who would have thought, not me because I went out and got Baltimore's defense, who would have thought Jacksonville would be beating up on Baltimore 30 to nothing? 30 to nothing. But I guess, like Jerry said, Jacksonville is terrible. Yeah. They're bad. Right. I, I, I got be, the Ravens defense. You need to be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See? Well, they showed. So, they, show, they, they showed. They showed. They showed. They showed up until the, the uh, uh, second game of the season. They weren't that good the first game against the Texans, but the Texans were worse. Um, now it seems like they're. They got a formula that, that, that they're using along with that defense to uh, play well. Um, and uh, uh, I just saw that uh, Bob McNair from the Houston Texans, along with several other owners, has pushed out a statement uh, railing against uh, uh, our president about uh, his remarks on Friday. Um, and uh, probably more to come. Uh, this is going to be a Heck of a day in the NFL, um, depending on which side of the, of the opinion that you fall on. Heck of a day. Um, people are going to be protesting and refusing to watch the NFL. That's on them. Um, but it's going to be a heck of a day uh, against the NFL. I mean, uh, w- about the NFL. Let's move on to the Monday night game. Well, hey, Dallas at Arizona. Arizona struggling on offense. Carson Palmer and company struggling in offense. Go ahead. Um, Roger Goodell and the NFL should actually sue the president for, you know, any losses that they might claim this week. Because if they lose money, you have it on record as the president of the United States telling patrons of the NFL to get up and leave and to uh, not – do it to not participate in the NFL. I actually do a defamation lawsuit against him. He's got the money. Besides not being the president, he has tons of money. But he that's what he tells us, and he won't we won't see his taxes, but that's what he tells us. So if I won the owners, I'd slap a suit against him. I really would. That's just me. But 
Moving on to the Monday night game. Uh, last game, Monday night game, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this is maybe one of the last few games that Zeke plays this year. Uh, they're supposed to go to court in a couple of weeks. And it could be that Zeke will not be playing the rest of the year after these these next two weeks. So the staple of the Dallas Cowboys to, is to get Zeke going. Uh, he had a, had a uh, very poor showing last week. Um, and their staple is to run the football and, and, and use that to make plays in the passing game. So Zeke is a, a play for me here, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Des Bryant, I know some people say he's still not the number one. Uh, he's not an a number one wide receiver, um, but the Cowboys still think so. And uh, uh, in fantasy, he hasn't shown up yet, but I think he shows up in, in, in this week against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, along with the staple old guy in the tight end position, Jason Witten. Uh, on the other side, I think uh, Carson Palmer, in my opinion, at home is a good play here. They played the first two games on the road. This is their home opener, and I think that they're going to play better than they played in the first two games. Uh, and I think Carson Palmer is a very good play in the quarterback position if you, if you need to do that. Along with the three-headed running back, ah, that's just the problem. It's a three-headed running back. Ellington, Johnson, and Kerwin Williams. I can't, I can't um, recommend any of those. If I was to recommend one, it would be Chris Johnson. I think he gets the nod over the, the other two, Ellington or Williams. Like I said, I didn't like Kerwin Williams, and I was right about that. Uh, he didn't show that much. Um, but I do like uh, J.J. Nelson, and I also think Larry Fitzgerald, who hasn't shown much in, in the last two weeks, gets on track, playing at home. Uh, with his old buddy throwing to him, Carson Palmer. Talk to me, Victor. I think you're wrong. Um, the oh, Jacksonville just scored again on defense. Okay, oh, no. no problem. Uh, well, Blake Broyles throws his third touchdown to Mercedes Lewis. Three touchdowns to Mercedes Lewis. Thirty-seven nothing, Jaguars. Um, really. Yes. Oh, God. So, um, as far as this game goes, I think it's going to be a um, I'm sorry type game for um, Zeke because Zeke's been dealing with this. He quit on his team issue all week long because after the key to leave interception, he just quit on it. And he said, you know, in his interview, you know, he apologized to his team because, you know, he – uh, was frustrated and he didn't give his full effort. Da 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 yada yada yada. I think they're going to feed him the rock. Arizona's offense is not that good. Sorry to tell you. Now, JJ Nelson, he's going to go deep and he's going to go deep often. Uh, so I do look for Larry to get the stuff underneath and JJ Nelson to go deep and beat them that way. However, however. I believe that uh, the Cowboys win this game. It's not going to be the best game. It's not going to be the most enjoyable game, but I believe the Cowboys win this game, mainly because Zeke is going to get some love because uh, he only, what, ran the ball nine times last week, eight total yards. They're not going to let that happen again. 
they're not going to do that. They're going to give him the ball about 20 times. And if it is his last game before uh, the suspension comes out, a lot of people, including myself, might be picking up, you know, not even Darren McFadden. Don't even get Darren McFadden, guys. Get Alfred Morris. If you notice, Darren McFadden has been a healthy scratch for the first couple games of the season. He hasn't even been in uniform. That's to tell you a lot. Though I, I was I was going to save that for myself because Alf is a former Redskin and I would get him, but uh, that's what I got, JT. Okay. Um, with that being said, we've come to the end of our show. How about that? Finally got it all in, uh, and I uh, get to watch the rest of this game uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of the other games. Um, it should be a very interesting uh, weekend in in uh, NFL sports. Um, for those who don't know, the NCAA, the NCAA basketball champions, the North Carolina Tar Heels, have have said that they're not going to the White House, just like the Golden State Warriors of the NBA said they're not going to the White House, even though President Trump said they've disinvited, talking about the NBA world champion Golden State Warriors, they weren't going in anyway. I don't know what he's going to say about the NCAA basketball um, champions refusing. It boggles my mind that people in this country can justify what's going on with various sports teams, whether it's amateur or professional, refusing to go to the White House because of who occupies it right now and the the type of comments that are being made from the most powerful man in the world, the American president of that American president, justify what he's saying and good, saying good for him. It boggles my mind, the mindset of this, what, what this country is, is going and would not accept those type of comments and behavior from the previous president but excuse everything and a lot of what's been said and what he has done from this president. It boggles my mind. Remember this president who's lambasting people of lawful protest of what's going on in this country by sitting and kneeling in the national anthem with a draft dodger. Plain and simple. People people forget that. He had not one, two, I think he had three deferments and was a draft dodger and has lambasted the, the military in the past. People have short memories. Yes. People have short memories and don't want to discount that. But if it was the prior president or any other president, they would be lambasting him for saying that. It's it's the the contradictory uh, thoughts uh, and and, um, 
uh, the mindset of people is beyond me. And what way, what, what direction is this country going? Um, splitting apart at the seams because of the comments and actions of the highest person in the world. It boggles my mind. I know, Victor, you're not going to comment, but I, I had to put that out there before we got off the air because um, it, 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 it's mind-boggling. It, it, it's mind-boggling. They just dis- discount everything and everything that, and, and all things this guy is saying, excuse all the things that he's done because he's, for whatever reason, um, it's, it's mind-boggling. I, I can't even describe it. It's, it's, it's shameful. Shameful. It is what it is. I know you can't go on that tip, but um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say um, your thoughts on the NFL, um, sports-wise. My thoughts on the NFL are very simple. Um, The NFL players are going to make a statement today. The Pittsburgh Steelers organization has already decided what they're going to do. The first MLB player, Major League Baseball player, made a statement yesterday. NBA players are tweeting and making statements. The quote-unquote king, LeBron James, made the most uh, big statement and, uh, I guess, inflammatory statement there is calling the president a bum and things of that nature. Um, Sports is, this show is called fantasy, well, not this show, but our network is called Fantasy Sports and Politics. I run a show, Fantasy Sports and Politics, on Saturdays for things just like this. You want me to separate sports and politics? It's impossible because politics run sports, and when people, such as the president and others, inject their thoughts about sports, you people that say, keep my sports out of my politics, need to go ahead and attack the president as well. I don't want to hear, well, you guys have been doing it, so I'll give them a pass. No. If you're going to tell people to keep politics out of sports, go and do the same thing when the president does that. I'm not knocking anybody for using their freedom of speech. I didn't like what the uh, folks did in Charlottesville. I didn't like what other people did uh, uh, in other areas. I talked about that. I just don't like when you have a a group of, of people castigated, whether they're football players, baseball players, boxers, businessmen, uh, um, Farmers, because they're not your people or your type of people. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But make sure, since they're not your people, you don't represent them. But unfortunately, some people do represent everybody, personal beliefs to the side. That's why I can't say a lot of things I want to say. Because I represent everybody, not just me, not just 
my thoughts. And it's fine. I'm fine with that because I agreed to do what I do. Just like these football players, baseball players, and all these other people are going to do what they want to do. Private companies, sure. They have different rules. But none of them say you have to do this, that, and the third when you hear the national anthem or to be patriotic. There is not one clause in a lot of, well, in the private industries that I know of that say you will be fired or you will be treated uh, in a negative light if you aren't patriotic. In my job, if I don't stand up when a movie starts at a movie theater that plays a national anthem, yeah, I get yelled at. And, yes, it's part of a rule that I have, but that's the only job, and it's not private sector that does that. Let these people be them. You're going you're gonna to see something in sports, at least for the next three and a half years, that you've never seen before. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. But you got three million people to thank for that. Three million. Next time, people, get out and vote. That's the bottom line. That's all I got, JT. Well, Victor, I appreciate you coming on here, even throughout the snoring. Um, I appreciate you coming on here and, and uh, uh, um, give me your analysis of each one of the games that we went through. Uh, and who wins, who loses. Um, hopefully you can catch up on your sleep when you get off it, off air. Um, you got jokes. I'm going to be watching the games because I want to see uh, – because I, I enjoy watching NFL, so I'm going to be watching the games. Um, so with that being said, tune in next week. Uh, same time, same bat channel. Uh, and uh, join me again in week four. Um, in the last week before we have – um, buys starting in week five that uh, uh, a NFL fantasy fantasy football enjoy the rest of the games enjoy this fine weather that we have uh, throughout the east coast hopefully it's it spread throughout the rest of the country um, and uh, it's going to be interesting in the NFL uh, 